both people typically think that they're giving more than 50% in a relationship. In order to show the person that you are contributing, you have to overcompensate for the other person's perception that they're always contributing more. You're listening to Hacking Emotional Intelligence, a podcast from The Five Star Approach, which is committed to helping you build five-star relationships at work and beyond. Your host is the founder of The Five Star Approach, Tyler Small. When I was learning how to drive, I was headed up this windy hill. It was dark, there's no street lights, and there's a guardrail on one side. If you go through that guardrail, you'll tumble down the hill, right? So I'm headed up this really windy road. I'm just learning how to drive, and uh, it's dark, I'm really tired. I was headed to the super early morning religious studies course. My mom is in the passenger side, right? So I've got my learner's permit, and I'm headed up, and all of a sudden, uh, my eyes are open, but I, the road goes left and I keep going straight. My mom says, Tyler, where are you going? And I, I kind of came to and jerked the car to the left. So we're in the, the opposite lane and I'm like, oh my goodness. So I jerked the car the other way and, and we go back into our lane. But, it, you know, a, a series of these short jerks, right? Luckily, I got the car under control, but it was the close call. And this concept of overcompensation or overcorrecting, came very clear in my mind, like, oh, okay, don't, don't overcompensate, right? Don't overcorrect. Sometimes though, we need to overcompensate. My wife loves listening to this guy, Earl Nightingale's, this was recorded something like 80 years ago. He has this thing called The Strangest Secret, and it's on YouTube. And he says some people will go to the wood stove, one of those old fashioned, you know, wood stoves where you put the wood in and you have to light it on fire, right? And it kind of heats the place. He says, some people will go to the, the wood stove and say, give me heat, then I'll give you wood. And it, it's sort of backwards, right? Because the, the wood stove is obviously not going to do anything until you overcompensate by giving it more wood in the beginning. And then it, it gives you back some heat and you can kind of sit around while it gives you heat. Well, this concept of overcorrecting in the beginning, this is really important. And I think this ties over into relationships in a really interesting way. For example, when we are in a relationship trying to get it to five stars, both people typically think that they're giving more than 50% in a relationship. And it's very rare that somebody will admit or believe that they're giving less than 50%. Most often people believe that they're giving more than the other person. Of course, this is interesting because that percentage, if both people think they're giving 60%, the percent ends up being over 100 in the perception, right? As you look at that as a tendency among our perceptions, then it becomes really important in order to show the person that you are contributing so much so that they would call it a five-star relationship, that they feel so cared for and so respected you actually have to give in a great deal more than you might think. You have to overcompensate for the other person's perception that they're always contributing more. So you have to literally load up that relationship with wood, so to speak, just like you would a wood stove that's not quite getting you heat back, right? You're not asking for much. Ideally, you're not asking for anything until you get it to five stars where the fire's burning hot, right? So getting ahead, 
making those deposits in the beginning can help tip the scale, so to speak, of when the other person says, oh my goodness, uh, my counterpart is giving so much to this relationship. I feel like they're serving the relationship so well. This is a great relationship. Now, in a lot of relationships at work and, and beyond, as your counterpart evaluates the relationship, they're going to see a lot of withdrawals. They're going to see withdrawals that you've done in the past. And as they look at those withdrawals, they may in fact see that you are at a deficit from their perspective. This is all from their perspective, right? We're looking at everything from the other person's perspective. And so if they see that there's an actual negative amount of value in that relationship, then you might have to compensate even more. I'm not saying that you can do all this in a day. However, you can apologize and that helps to turn things around and then start moving in the right direction. As you apologize, you're letting them know like, hey, I'm turning the ship around. I'm changing the way that I contribute to this relationship. I realize that I need to contribute a lot more. You probably don't have to use the word overcompensate in the beginning unless they're like, why are you doing all this? Then you might explain, well, I, I figure because I've been at such a deficit before in my contribution to the relationship, I'm just trying to overcompensate a little bit now in order to catch up. That's a very transparent thing to say if you're questioned on it, but also to couple with that, because I care about this relationship so much. Overcompensating in the relationship becomes this thing that we almost always need to do when turning around a relationship. Now, if you're going from a four to a five and you really feel like the other person is, is super honest and, and it really is pretty good and you're just bumping it up a little bit, then you may not have to overcompensate a ton in order to catch up. However, in general, the need still remains because other people tend to think that they're giving more than they actually are, just like we tend to think that we're giving more than we actually are. Overcompensation remains a critical factor for us to maintain a five-star relationship. All that said, the good news is that despite the need for overcompensation in the beginning and as you build the relationship, once you get to five stars, you've identified their top priorities and how to fulfill those top priorities with minimal effort. So maintaining a five-star relationship is actually much easier than building one. I'm Tyler Small, and this is Hacking Emotional Intelligence. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please consider sharing it. If you'd like to learn about the five-star approach or join the conversation, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as at our website, fivestarapproach.com. That's the number five star approach.